بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم. We continue the discussion on the uh, collection of hadiths known as عمدة الأحكام. And the new chapter is the chapter of Siwak. And the Siwak may indicate two things. Number one, the tool used, like for example the known piece from the tree of Iraq and other than that the tool used for brushing the mouth so this is referred to as siwak the second the siwak also may indicate the action itself the rubbing and the brushing of the mouth to clean the teeth and the tongue and the gum and it is a purification of the mouth and a pleasing matter to Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala most blessed and most high is he the first hadith the first hadith and this hadith in the book is hadith number 17 عن أبي هريرة رضي الله عنه أن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم قال لولا أن أشق على أمتي لأمرتهم بالسواك عند كل صلاة narrated Abu Hurairah may Allah be pleased with him that Allah's messenger صلى الله عليه وسلم said if I had not found it's hard for my followers or the people I would have ordered them to clean their teeth with siwak for every prayer the narrator is Abu Huraira and in another narration I would have ordered them to clean their teeth with every wudu reported by Malik Ahmad and Nasai and also declared Sahih by Ibn Khuzayma and Al-Bukhari rahimahullah declared it as Mu'allaq Mu'allaq means and with this narration with every wudu he said it is Mu'allaq meaning it is quote suspended the Mu'allaq in the science of hadith means quote unquote suspended what does it mean actually a suspended narration is a narration in a which its collector its collector omits part of the isnad to previous narrators or to previous authorities this is the mu'allaq so 
the collector may omit the beginning of the isnad. So if the narration goes one from one to the second to the third to the fourth up till the end, and he may omit the first one, then it is mu'allaq suspended. Or he may omit the first and the second, then it is also suspended. Even the suspended may refer to omitting the entire isnad. The entire isnad. What is the ruling of the mu'allaq? What is the ruling of the narration which is called mu'allaq suspended? It is daif, it is weak, because there is no presence of narrators mentioned. So when the Senate is absent, then the narrators are unknown. However, the scholars of Hadith also mentioned that if the collector adheres to suspend or narrates what is suspended which is considered sahih with him and he narrates it in a way of affirmation then it is considered sahih with respect to him, the collector so it may be considered sahih with him but not with others Now, the narrator Abu Huraira, we gave an explanation as to his biography earlier. The subject of the hadith, حُكْمُ siwak and the salah or and the wudu The ruling of siwak with the prayers and with wudu or at the time of salah or at the time of wudu. The overall explanation The Salah is a great matter Because it is A relation between the slave and his Lord Allah The Most High The Most Blessed And that's why It is an obligation to be in a state of purity From filth this state is a state of ritual purity and it is a condition for the correctness of salah and from the perfection of purity is the siwak to clean the mouth taking out what may have stuck therein from filth which could produce bad odors and that's why the legislator gave it the attention it deserves for every salah and at every wudu here Abu Huraira narrates that the Prophet mentioned that If he had not found it hard for 
his followers or for the people he would have ordered them to clean their teeth with siwak for every salah or for every wudu and for every salah whether this salah is obligatory or optional because this perfects the purification and cleans the mouth the benefits of the hadith number one care of the Prophet and his kindness and this is a matter known by necessity and it is a matter affirmed in the Quran as well قال الله تعالى in Surah At-Tawbah chapter 9 verse 128 لقد جاءكم رسول من أنفسكم عزيز عليه ما عنتم حريص عليكم بالمؤمنين رؤوف رحيم Verily there has come unto you a messenger from amongst yourselves whom you know well it grieves him that you should receive any injury or difficulty he Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam is anxious over you to be rightly guided to return to Allah and beg him Allah to pardon and forgive your sins in order that you may enter paradise and be saved from the punishment of the hellfire and for the believers full of pity kind and merciful alayhi salatu wasalam the second benefit affirmation of using the siwak for every salah optional or obligatory even salatul janaza even the funeral prayer is included third benefit that the siwak goes as well with wudu and this covers the wajib of wudu and the sunnah of wudu the Prophet ﷺ did not tell us as to when it should be used during wudu And whether that would be before starting the wudu or during wudu or after wudu the hadith is general the ulama rahimahumullah the scholars may Allah's mercy be upon them it shows that the tasawwuk using the siwak be at the time of washing the mouth because they said this is the place for cleaning the mouth so it would fit that it goes with the washing of the mouth the fourth benefit the Prophet ﷺ has the right to or is entitled to make ijtihad regarding rulings make ijtihad 
regarding rulings exert the effort regarding rulings because the Prophet ﷺ said in this hadith لَوْلَا أَنْ أَشُقَّ لَأَمَرْتُهُمْ he said in the beginning of the hadith if I had not found it hard for my followers I would have ordered them he didn't say لو أن الله لم يأمرني لأمرتهم he didn't say that had it been that Allah did not order me but rather he said لولا أن أشق if I had not found it hard so the reason was that he didn't find it hard it's not that Allah did not command it it is because the Prophet ﷺ is entitled to make ishtihad then if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala attests to this then the ruling is legal by the attestation of Allah and this is the origin and if Allah does not attest to his ruling then the ruling is lifted take for example the pardon of the Prophet ﷺ to those who stayed behind from stayed behind and did not join the Prophet ﷺ and the companions in the battle of Tabuk listen to what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is addressed to the Prophet ﷺ in Surah At-Tawbah in chapter 9 verse 43 لما أذنت لهم حتى يتبين لك الذين صدقوا وتعلم الكاذبين May Allah forgive you Why did you grant them leave for remaining behind? You should have persisted as regards your order to them to proceed on jihad until those who told the truth were seen by you in a clear light and you had known the liars So he said May Allah forgive you so he began forgiving him before he reminded him may Allah forgive you then he said why did you grant them leave also in Surah Al-Tahreem verse 1 in chapter 66 verse 1 Ya Yuhal Nabiyu Lima tuharrimu ma O Prophet, why do you ban for yourself that which Allah has made lawful to you, seeking to please your rights, and Allah is of forgiving, most merciful. So, it is permissible and it's permitted, and it is a matter entitled for the Prophet ﷺ to exert the effort concerning rulings. Then if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala attests to that, then it is a shara, it is a legal matter from Allah. And if Allah does not attest to that, and this is rare, then in this case, the ruling will be lifted. Also, for example, in Surah Al-Anfal, 
taking the ransom for the captives in the battle of Badr in chapter 8 Were it not a previous ordainment from Allah, a severe torment would have touched you for what you took. And this is a matter where A lot of arguments between the scholars took place regarding it. And our Shaykh Rahimahullah said, وَعِنْدِي أَنَّهُ لَيْسَ فِيهَا وَالْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ إِشْكَالِ And with me, and all praise is due to Allah, there is no problem at all. وَإِنَّهَا وَأَنَّهَا وَاضِحًا And that it is very clear. Meaning that the Messenger وسلم, يَأْمُرْ وَيَنْهَا commands and forbids سَوَاءً كَانَ بِوَحْيٍ مِنَ اللَّهِ أَوْ بِإِقْرَارِ whether it is due to direct revelation from Allah or an attestation afterwards from the benefits of this hadith is the magnification of the great importance of salah And there are now certain, and another benefit is the hadith is comprehensive, general, comprises the salah of the person observing fasting even after zawal, after zenith time, meaning. It is asserted right for the person observing fasting to use the siwak for every salah even after the sun moves ahead of the zenith like for the salat of Dhuhr and for salat al-asr. Cases. Case one. Would the merit of using the siwak be attained by using other than the arak stick some of the scholars are with the opinion that it is not attainable with anything other than the arak stick and some of them are with the opinion that the person will achieve the sunnah to an extent dependable upon the degree of cleansing and it is permissible to attain the sunnah therefore if the person uses his finger or a piece of cloth and this latter opinion with our Shaykh Rahimahullah is the one closer to the closer to be the correct one but it is no doubt that the perfect thing is to use the Arak stick 
or what may replace it but if the person uses the finger or a cloth then it is permissible and would attain from the sunnah the extent an extent proportional to the degree of cleaning that may be attained by such a method second case case number two what are the situations for which siwak or in which siwak can be used we mentioned the wudu we mentioned the salah and upon waking from sleep and upon entrance to the home and when the odor of the mouth changes some of the scholars also mention that it is recommendable to use the siwak upon reciting the Quran and some of them also mentioned that it can be used after a long silence because during this period the odor of the mouth may change because the air does not enter the mouth and does not exit and this would cause it to would cause the odor of the mouth to change but if we generalize and say upon the change of the odor of the mouth then that would be sufficient case 3 would it be an exception not to use the siwak in the presence of people the answer is no there is no exception a person may use the siwak in the presence of others because the Prophet used it in front of others in front of his companions had this been something disliked the Prophet would have made that clear and had it been a matter particular to him he would, ma- he would have made that also clear that this was particular to him however if the siwak the use of it would make the person busy and divert his attention from listening to something commanded then in this case he shouldn't for example if the person begins to use the siwak while the imam is giving the khutbah the sermon on the day of Friday we say don't use it unless there is something good in that meaning if sleep is about to overtake him and he uses the siwak to drive that away then there is no harm rather we say that this also permissible because this will assist him and help him to listen to the khutbah to the sermon 
Now, another benefit in this hadith there is an additional benefit that this sharia is a sharia of ease and it's not a sharia of burdening the people and this is a very fundamental matter in Islam asserted by the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah Al-Baqarah chapter 2 verse 185 يريد الله بكم اليسر ولا يريد بكم العسر Allah intends for you ease and he does not want to make things difficult for you also this is asserted in surah al-hajj chapter 22 verse 78 he has chosen you or, and has not laid upon you in religion any hardship has not laid upon you in religion any hardship and that's why the Prophet ﷺ used to choose the easiest of two things if he is given the choice as long as it is not something sinful and according to this fundamental matter there is a benefit which we discussed last night if the ulama, if the scholars disagree concerning a matter and these are reliable scholars some of them may see that it is permissible others see that it is haram due to their deductions from the deleels from the evidences or that some of them say that it is permissible others say that it is an obligation and there is no decisive evidence to give preponderance to either one so now we give therefore preponderance to permissibility and allowability because in this case it is ease and even though some of the scholars would say we take by that which is hard as a way of precaution the answer would be precaution is to stick to the legal foundation and it is not it is not to make it binding upon people with that matter where there is no clear evidence to make it binding upon them and this is therefore an important benefit case is wudu specific to this ummah or is it for all the nations the answer is in the latter 
it is for all nations it's not particular to this ummah what is particular for this ummah in wudu is al-ghurra wa tahjil as the prophet sallallahu said in ummati yud'auna yawm al-qiyamah ghurra muhajjalina min athar al-wudu that my ummah will be summoned on the day of resurrection with bright faces and hands and on their places of ablution because of the perfect ablution brightened faces another exception and distinction for this ummah is the tayammum, the dry ablution because the Prophet said I had been given five that were not given to anyone of the prophets before me and he mentioned from them at tayammum dry ablution these are some of the benefits and cases discussed related to this hadith and inshallah ta'ala in the next two hadith we'll complete the discussions on the siwak walhamdulillah rabbil alameen wa sallallahu ala muhammadin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam